Praise God. If you're, if you're new to one of these types of meetings, understand that, that, that we approach this a little bit different than we do on, on, a, on a weekend service, on a Sunday morning service, uh, where we have a, you know, a, a plan. Uh, here we don't have a plan other than we're going to meet with the Lord. And we're here to worship Him and to seek His face and just be yielded. Everyone okay with yieldedness? Uh, that means when, uh, you know, we're watching out for the Lord. Kind of like, kind of like the merge onto the freeway. You know, you're, you're in that, that lane, you're trying to get left, so you're looking in your mirror, you're looking over your shoulder to see if that lane's clear, and you're gonna get in with traffic. And, uh, and what we do in, in these type of meetings is, is we, we look, we look to Him, and we listen, and we pay attention. To what the Spirit of God would say and do in our lives. And as we see that He's going a certain direction, we merge. <laughs> and we get in with the flow of what He's doing. And, uh, and, and we always want to give prominence and, and, and place to what the Spirit of God is doing in our lives individually and corporately in a, in a, in a group meeting like this. And so uh, I find whenever you... Uh, commit yourself to doing what the Lord wants you to do, it works. Uh, maybe some of you have had some of your own ideas before. <laughs> and uh, when you got done with it, you wished you would have went with the Lord's plan instead of your idea. He's always right. Isn't that a good thing to follow? Uh, the Lord is always right. He's always leading us in the right direction. And so, uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. And, and so as we as we listen to His voice... Now, let me, let me throw out this, this key while we're talking here. Uh, everybody okay so far? Uh, one, one key, one important uh, lesson we should all know in following the Lord for our lives, both individually and, and in a service like this, is we, you, there has to be an openness for anything. In other words, if I'm predetermined to go right, I'm not going to hear the Lord tell me to go left. And if I do have that thought, I might rebuke the devil. <laughs> you know, I might act like that's not there, that's not there, that's not there. Because I'm only listening for go right. You know what I mean by that? But if we can literally consecrate our hearts and honestly, and only you know whether you're being open and real with the Lord at any given time. It's not for us to determine that for each other. But... Only you know whether you're truly open to hearing right or left. You know what I'm talking about? And, and when we're open to hearing right or left, I'm open to hearing worship or be still. I'm open to hear, uh, you know, now it's time to shout. Now it's time to get excited and rejoice in the victory. Or now it's time to consecrate and make changes and make serious adjustments in life or whatever whatever the direction might be from the Lord. We're just yielded and open to anything and then we go with it, right? We just flow that direction. And, uh, and then, then we're in a position to hear because, and then things will be clear. Praise the Lord. And uh, I might say some things about that later, sometime in the night. Because that's one of the one word that that was in my heart earlier today. In fact, two things came up in my heart that we'll see how they play out. I didn't prepare a sermon on it, but one of those words was here. Well, it, it was the word here, hearing, listening, hearing, 
And, uh, and that's real important. And all of a sudden I find myself talking about it. That's interesting. <laughs> but uh, we need to hear, don't we? There's, 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 there's nothing more valuable uh, for, a, for a Christian in, in endeavoring to walk out the plan of God, and that is to hear, to hear something. And we're talking about hearing with the inner ear, aren't we? Uh, not just the inner ear in there, but the inner ear in here. Hearing with the heart, hearing on the inside. When you, when you get clear on God's voice and His, and His direction for your life, uh, uh, it makes everything better. Because how many know you don't know, you, can't, you can never be in faith, truly be in faith about anything until you know the will of God concerning that thing. Only then can you operate in faith. Can, you, can the just live by faith? So if, I'm in a, if I have an absence of knowing God's will, His plan, what He wants to do, then I'm just, I'm not really walking by faith, I'm walking blind. Uh, and that's not what, we're, what we want to do. How many, how many of you tonight can say, uh, and I'm, I'm asking for more than one reason. One, one reason uh, is I've already got some direction, an answer to something I, for personal, not for the service, personal when I was standing right down over there, something that I was dumb about. And I forgot. And I say I was dumb. I forgot about it because I already knew this, but I didn't know I forgot that I knew this. And it was how to access a certain thing in the Lord to experience that very thing in my life. Anyway, I'm not going to go into it because that was just for me. Uh, and uh, But how many tonight, uh, and I don't mean in a general way, but specifically, and I don't know the answer to this is why I'm asking, all right? Uh, how many have gotten something specific from the Lord for yourself tonight so far? Lift up your hand. All right. Okay, quite a few. So what was happening in me was happening in a number of people as well. Are, are, there, are there others that say, I need to hear something from the Lord. I'm seeking Him to, to get a, an answer, some direction. You say, I, I'm wanting to hear something for the Lord for my life. Okay, good, good. Good, because this is the right. We're in the right place, and uh, and the the Spirit of God is wanting to talk to you and show you things, and uh, and I'm seeing already why I had that that word earlier in the day that I told you about. Uh, listen, listen, and, and pay attention, and and uh, hear, hear hear what the Lord is saying. How many uh, remember that phrase from the Bible? It's in Revelation a lot. Jesus used that the language as well. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, in other words, he wasn't talking about the physical ear because as a general rule, everybody has those. Uh, and so there's no uh, if you have that or if you don't have that. But there is, a, there is another kind of hearing. And the Lord made mention of it. And by the Spirit, you know, John in Revelation, made mention of that again and again and again, that if you have an ear to hear, then you will hear something. Uh, but it's possible, to, uh, it's possible for God to want to say something to a person, but they don't have an ear to hear. Okay? And again, that can be for different reasons, uh, you know, hard-heartedness. It can be really, uh, and I think this was part of the prophecy, but it, I think really it can be a result of us just not knowing where to look knowing where to listen 
or to whom we're going to give our attention. Uh, and it's important that we have our, our ear pointed in the right direction, if you know what I mean. And I'm talking on the, uh, our, our, on the inside, the ears of your heart, um, that, that you know where to listen. And that you, and, and many times there's so much going on, there's so much chaos, there's so much activity and so many distractions that the, it's not that the Spirit of God isn't speaking and isn't doing something or saying something, it's just that there's so much other clutter. There's so much else going on that we're missing it, all right? What are you saying? I'm saying this, it's not because someone is a bad person and God's withholding from them. It's not because God is unwilling to answer questions and give direction. It's just a practical issue. So much of our of our walk with God is that way. I'm talking in the new covenant of grace where everything's forgiven already, right? He loves us unconditionally and without... Uh, stopping. It's just an ongoing constant in our lives. Well, what in the world is going on when people aren't receiving the things that they want and need from Him? Not God turning it on and off. It's a matter of stuff in between. It's a matter of distraction. It's a matter of not having focus and being able to look in the right direction and give our ear to Him. Praise the Lord. Because, And when I say it that way, it's just a practical thing. Meaning, we can all fix it. Not waiting on some divine intervention that you're not sure when, when it'll happen. Could be like a long time. No, just something that we can fix. Amen. In, in the Bible, the Bible word is called repentance. Repentance. What, 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 repentance? Yeah, you talk, saying I'm in sin? Well, repentance is not just about sin. Because repentance just means we need to change. When you look at the word literally, just means a change of mind. We're going one direction, need to go a different direction. We're thinking one thing, need to think something different. That's where we need to repent from that. Doesn't mean you're necessarily, you know, committing adultery and robbing a bank and, you know, shooting people or anything like that. You need to repent. Well, you need to repent if you're doing those things. What do we mean by that? You need to change. You need to stop that. that that's unhealthy. <laughs> Hurts your relationship with God, but any in any way that we're that our our thinking, our minds are are contrary to what um, the will and plan of God is, we need to repent, and then it basically it aligns us so that we can get the direction we need. And so, you know what? Sometimes a lot of this is so it's just a matter of what we've done in the service so far. Meaning, a good bit of it we worshipped. That straightens things out. That's straight. It, it fixes a whole lot in life when we take time to worship long enough for our minds to settle down and your spirit, you become aware that you're a spirit being, <laughs> that the Holy Spirit is present in your life. Huh? Everybody understand what I'm talking about? John chapter 4, Jesus said, those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth this is a spiritual engagement we're involved with and if we're not even aware of spiritual activity then we're just worshiping with our bodies or with our mind and some people think if they listen to Christian radio that that's worship (laughs) well there's probably I'm not saying it couldn't but probably not a lot of spiritual engagement happening there it's just soul soulical I know that's technically not a word but it, it is in our context it's just soulish it's just mental, emotional. And there's nothing wrong with that per se. It's not bad. It's just different than engaging in spiritual activity. 
when your spirit is engaged, your spirit is active, the things of God, the voice of God becomes uh, distinguishable. And you start to recognize. Right? So why, well, why is it so hard? Well, it's only so hard when we're mindful of the world and the flesh and we're distracted by these things. Okay? That's why the Bible says, remember Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is quick or alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it's able to, peer, to pierce between spirit and soul, joint and marrow, discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, it's, it's given this picture of something very sharp that gets between spirit and soul. Why? Well, because for most, the most part, when we're engaged in this world, spirit and soul are almost seeming like that. They're intertwined, and we're here trying to distinguish. Is this God or is this me? <laughs> is, 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 this the, is, is that the devil talking? Is that my flesh talking? Is that just my thinking? Is that the Lord? Has anyone ever been there? <laughs> and then we get quiet, and we take time to worship Him, and the Word of God goes right down the middle. And we see, oh yeah, oh yeah, I see now. But it takes a word from God to do that. Now watch. Many times, people think, we think, that we need uh, God to move special and do something special in our life. I need healing. I need um, uh, peace. I need joy. I need victory in some area or over some challenge in life. And... I realize the outcome of that, we might be accurate in describing that that's what we need. We're acknowledging something that's missing. But really, the thing that we need to get to that end is exactly what we're talking about. We need a word. A word that divides spirit and soul. A word we need to hear something from God, and when we hear that word and hear it appropriately, effectively, it will produce the thing we thought we needed. Hearing from God, getting a word from God, is of such great value that that changes everything. But the absence of that and approaching God as and life as if. What we need is, I don't need you to say something, Lord. I need you to do something. When truly, again, no, we need Him to say something. Because when He says something, Scripture says He'll watch over His Word to perform it. He always moves through a Word. He, he, he gives us a Word, a direction, a clarity. That Word is what shows up in fixing natural things that we uh, recognize are broken or missing. Everybody with me? And so when, when we talk about this and we, we, we take time to worship Him, and in the middle of it, God gives us an answer, done. Problem solved. Praise the Lord. If you've got a Bible, go to, go to Luke chapter 8. Everybody okay? You can listen to the Lord, by the way, while I'm talking. That would be okay. You don't have to tell anyone. You can just do it right on the inside. Listen for your for your answer. I know several of you say, "I'm listening. I'm needing to hear things from the Lord and and uh, and get get some direction, get a word from God." You may have already gotten it. 
and he's talking to you now. So listen. Even if it doesn't come out of my mouth, I'm saying. Might come out. It don't have to come through a person. He, 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 he'll minister to you direct. Right to your front door. Drop it off. Where did I tell you to go? Luke 8. I think there's some good stuff in here. Uh, Luke 8, 18. 8, 18. Therefore, take heed how you hear. Do what? Take heed how you hear. Apparently, it's possible to hear, but hear in the wrong way. I mean, really, if you thought about it, I don't want to go down this path too far, but if you thought about it, could you think of some wrong ways to hear? Well, I think some wrong ways to hear could be, and it could have to do with our intention, our commitment to what we hear, uh, would make us hear things the wrong way. It's possible to... Does anybody have children? You know they heard you. But they didn't hear you. They didn't hear you the right way. Hmm. In other words, they didn't have a they didn't have a respect for what you said or what you were about to say, or they did not have a commitment to hear you exactly and specifically and get the get it exactly right. They weren't, they weren't set in their mind and their heart to do something with. And so did they hear you? Kind of. They heard some, somewhat and they heard noise. But they didn't hear the, they hear the right way. And you can see that th- there would be a right approach to, to, the, to praying and listening to the Lord. And, and some of that just has to do with what we're going to do with it. How we're going to respect His Word. How we're going to give it place. How we're going to honor that Word. That would be a right way to, do, to deal with that. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Okay? Now, in a, in a general principle... Taking taking this out of the immediate setting with hearing, uh, can you see that a kingdom principle that at the word of God, the kingdom of God, God's plan is not the same as socialism or communism? Can you see that God doesn't think that way? That I am going, that, that, that the Lord is going to distribute to everyone in spite of and no matter what they do with it or what they do with their life, I'm going to distribute it all equally. We, we, we need to understand that the Lord is not that way. Everybody get kind of quiet. Say, isn't the Lord fair? Well, we've got to watch out for our understanding of fair. Okay. Did Jesus die for all equally? Absolutely. 
Does He love all the same? Absolutely. Is His grace available to all? Absolutely. Okay? But the practical reality of what people experience in life is not just uh, determined by God and what He wants to do. People experience things on all different levels based upon what they do with what He wants to do. And it is possible for one person to go high and another person to stay low. It's possible for some believers to go far and experience much and others to not get very far and not experience much. I mean, for for example, uh, Jesus taught the uh, parable of the talents. Remember that? Talents, which is basically money. Uh, They called them talents then. If we were to use modern language, we might call it the parable of the greenbacks or something. I don't know. Uh, But remember, he gave different... The three different guys, different amounts, depending on what their ability was and so forth. And uh, at the end of that thing, by the way, it's interesting. He didn't give them all the same. And at the end of that, the guy who was afraid and who who hid his, his, his money, he buried it in the earth. And when the master came back, he gave it to him just like it was. What, what did the Lord say say about that? Take that away from him and give it to the guy who has ten. <laughs> Right, and uh, so we can we we need to understand how the Lord thinks, whether we uh, whether we think that way or not. I think it's a good idea for us to adapt. What do you you think that's a good idea, or do you think we ought to just stay with what we think? No, bless God, this is the way I am. This is the way I think. This is the way it ought to be. No, I think we should we should yield. <laughs> we should adapt. We should adjust. And if we find out God thinks differently from us in any way, let's think like He does. But when it comes to, now, really so many things, it does matter what we do with what we're given. All right? In other words, the Lord wants to increase you. He wants to bless you more, increase you more with stuff, yes, with money, yes, with responsibility, with ability, with um, uh, opportunity, with, with just uh, just all kinds of things, uh, for them to be overflowing in your life. Watch with words from Him, with revelation knowledge, with powerful words that will make us free. Huh? Say, well, certainly the Lord says the He says the same things pretty much to everyone, right? The same. I don't believe that's so. I mean, we've all got this, but this, even the Bible is opened up more or less to different people. Paul told, uh, most people think it's Paul who wrote Hebrews, I think it is. Paul told uh, Hebrews that, that you guys, he said, you ought to be teachers by now, but, but you're, you're uh, babes, you need milk. You know, you can't handle the solid food. In other words, what they should have known, they didn't know. They should have been further, but they weren't further. Was that God's doing? Was that God saying, eh, I'm not going to give you it all? No, no. They didn't respond properly to what was given, and so they cut off their ability to go further. They cut off their ability for God to work in them and through them in a greater degree. And so our response to the Word of God is vital. Now, uh, well, this very passage, we're reading at the end of this, he talks about you don't put... Uh, a light under a cover, 
That's a couple verses. But right before that, Jesus is teaching the parable of the sower. And without us taking time to go through that whole teaching here tonight, you can see the, one of the primary objectives of the enemy is to remove a word from God from people's lives as quick as possible. Just like a seed going into the ground, uproot it quick so nothing ever happens. That, that's what Jesus taught. This is how this, the kingdom of God works. God's word comes to a person. And I, when, I, when I say God's word, don't just think Bible. Okay? Bible's full of God's words. Uh, don't just think Bible. Think God speaking. Think the Spirit of God speaking directly into my, my life, concerning my business, concerning my family, concerning my future, my finances, my health. He will speak directly to you. Of course He'll speak to you through this, but He'll speak directly to you. Okay? That word comes to what end? It's designed to produce what's contained in it. It's a seed. The little thing. It's designed to make apples. It's designed to make corn. Doesn't look like that, but that's what it's supposed to do. Okay. The seed of God's Word is designed to make healing. To make victory and joy. And, you know, everything that's contained within whatever type of seed it is. That's the end result. So you can see the enemy's plan, that's what Jesus was telling us, is when the word goes out, when God speaks to you, whether it's in worship or reading the Bible or hearing uh, a teaching or something of that nature, uh, the word goes out, Satan is going to immediately try to step in there and stop it. Try to disrupt, try to distract, try to get your mind on something else. Try to bring offense. Many people get offended at the word. What does that do? Well, it removes them from the benefit of that word. And so that happens a myriad of different ways. But there's a direct assault from Satan on any person the Word comes to. To try to get them to forfeit the power and potential of that Word. Alright? And so if he can do that immediately, that's the goal. But if it does get in the ground, if, if, if the Word does get planted, then other, you, as you study that out, you'll see persecutions, you'll see temptations, you'll see uh, all kinds of things that will come to try to stop it somewhere along the process because if that word stays there long enough, it does what it's designed to do. And it produces. And it bears fruit. 30, 60, 100 fold. And so Jesus was saying this. He said some other things and then got down to this. What, what, what we just read. Take heed how you hear. Because how you hear is so vital to your victory. Take heed how you hear so you can get a word and you can hold on to it and you can put it into practice and be a doer of that word and it will produce amazing things in your life. Praise God. Amen. But here, here's the principle again. You know, not only in a, in a, in a general way, say, God just isn't fair. That's not, of course He's fair. But anyone that gets something from Him, they have the ability now to either use and increase or bury or forget or allow Satan to take it away. All these things come into play whenever God, by His grace, speaks to us and gives us a word. But to, then to him who has, more will be given. When you have the revelation, you have that word, you have understanding, it will produce more. Just like, a, you know, isn't that the way most plants work? Or maybe all plants. 
I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> I mean an orthodontist. Or a botanist. Would that be a botanist? All right. Uh, now my humor got me off track. At least I'm having fun. <laughs> but isn't that the way plants work where they uh, produce more seeds? In the words, to the plant that has, <laughs> you know, has been planted, its roots are there, it has grown up, more will be given. And that's why some people seem to go from victory to victory to victory and other people go from desert to desert. Dry, no word, no word, no word, nothing ever good is happening. But there's, a, there's something we can learn and when we learn it, you know, assuming we don't forget it, <laughs> we learn it and we start putting it into practice again and again, it becomes addition and then multiplication and it grows and it grows and it grows and you just keep hearing from God and keep having victory. Doesn't mean there aren't tests and trials in life. Yeah, persecutions come and things come, but we overcome. We just keep overcoming. That's the potential of the word. And to him who has shall more be given. You know, here was the other word. Let me let me say this. Praise God. God is God. Uh, another word was was measure. This is the other word that was stirring up in my heart. Measure. Was that in that verse we just read? It's not, but it is in another place. It's in uh, Mark 4. Look at Mark 4. This is uh, Mark's account of the same thing. You see if I can uh, find that verse real quick. 24. Thanks. Mark 4, 24. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. So uh, you can see there's a little different take on this. Take, here, not, take heed not only how you hear, but what you hear. How many know that's very important? You, you listen to the wrong thing, <laughs> that's, it produces the wrong thing in your life. Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, that's, well, that's important right there. The same measure you what? Not with the same measure you hear, the same measure you use. Which is a part of the hearing, but it's the same measure you use. It will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. The same measure that you use. So the measure that we have, and we should understand that, that God's kingdom does work in measures. Apparently it's not all or nothing. I know there's no more Jesus I can get, and there's no more Holy Spirit I can get. Uh, and and I'm no, you can't get any more saved than you are. You're either in, in the kingdom of God or you're not. But there are, there are things that come to us in measures. They come to us in, in measures. How are those, in other words, it's not all equal. It's not all, well, pick up your five-gallon bucket. There it is. Everybody get one. They're measured. How are they measured? In proportion to what we use. If we use it correctly, if we use it the right way, we get, we get a greater measure. It's measured out in proportion to what we do with it. So, again, say, so I don't really like that. Well, I know, but we got to avoid that mentality. The mentality is of, I want to do nothing. I want to not engage in spiritual activity at all. And I just want everything to happen for me. Is there a form I need to fill out? What? What do I need to do here? I just want to do this and everything just happened to me. That's not the way the kingdom of God works. It works in this way where God gives us 
a word, and it's all free. It's by His grace. God gives us something, and then we do something with it. We're committed to it. We honor it. We value it. We put it into set it. We put it in motion in our lives, and then it's inherent within it for more to come, for increase to come to our lives, for blessings to abound, and for for, for more things to happen. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in more things happening. How do I get more things to happen? Do something with what I've got. So, so I don't know what to do. It just depends on what we're talking about. It's really in all areas. You know something? Do something with what you know. Share what you know. Give it out. Amen. Put it into practice. Then God works with that. And He causes increase to come. It's it's like sometimes people say, I, I really want the... I want the Gifts of the Spirit, especially like the revelation gifts. I want to have a vision. I want to have, uh, you know, discerning of spirits. I'd like to go to heaven, see the Lord, you know, or whatever. I'd like to have these different gifts. I'd like to just walk up to people and know stuff about them so I can, you know, share it with them. And Well, I mean, I would ask you, no, no problem wanting that. The Bible says desire spiritual gifts. Uh, you might want to ask why you want that. Make sure it's a love motive. Okay, that would be important. Uh, but beyond that, I would go back to this. Because that's fine. We should want, expect God's power, miracles, all these things to flow through us continually. We are His children. I mean, we are the body of Christ in a, in a dark, perverted world. They need the love and power of God to flow through us. God, God needs that for us. But, but watch, here's what I would ask. What are you doing with what you have now? So I haven't got anything yet. That's the problem. (laughs) No. The problem is we don't know that we've already got something. And there is plenty to get everybody started. It's called, well, if you've been been baptized in the Holy Spirit, remember Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses. Some people have never told, told anyone else in the world about Jesus, that he loves them and died for them on the cross, and, 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 and say, but I want to be used of God. I want the power to flow through me. Come on, bring it. <laughs> well, you might want to consider using that word you already have. Go tell someone Jesus loves them. Go tell someone who's a rascal, who's a heathen, going to hell, that God loves them and wants to save them. Just a thought. I mean, it could be putting to use what God has already given you, and then the measure you use, it'll be measured back to you. I'm thinking, if I'm God, and I'm not, but if I, if I were God, I would want to douse people with gifts and ability and, and everything and power who were doing something with it. Not those who sit back and say, ooh, I feel that. That's good. Do it again. <laughs> Woo! You know, I see that. I heard that. I saw, you know. (laughs) And then just nothing. Nothing ever happens with it. Just like you're not going to give your money over to someone to invest who, you know, puts it in a savings account in in the local bank and, and, uh, you know, gets you 0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,0,
Amen. I, I hope this is helpful tonight. And uh, why don't you play something again over there? And uh, um, I believe this is key, that the Lord wants us to hear. He wants us to, to listen and hear and hear the right way, hear with, a, with a, the right approach to Him. And because when we do, it'll be multiplied to us. Hear the right way? Hear with a commitment to use it. To act on it. Open, right or left. Open, either way. But Lord, whatever you do, whatever you say, I value that. I treasure that. I act on that. And watch the revelation flow. Watch the things come. Because again, it's a word from God that fixes natural things. I just need healed. He sent his word and healed them. Amen. So, well, what about laying on of hands? I know, but that act that's that's something that activates the word that they heard. As a general rule, someone hears something, they get a word, they believe it, and then hands are laid on people and things change. Amen. God is good. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we're so thankful tonight for your faithfulness. Thankful for your goodness. Thankful for everything that you do.